Welcome to Notice That, an EMDR podcast. Here, you will find discussion on all things EMDR from MDR-approved trainers and consultants, as well as some co-hosts. EMDR is an approach to the entire therapeutic journey, not just reprocessing trauma. This podcast will feature discussion on the therapeutic relationship, understanding and using the original eight-phase protocol, and what to do to bring deeper understanding to the why behind EMDR and what to do when you're stuck. This podcast is an invitation to connect and learn together about EMDR and the process of psychotherapy. We are glad that you're here. Hey guys, welcome back to Notice That, an EMDR podcast. We are in the studio today in a bit of a different way than we've ever been before. That's true. We've got lights, we've got cameras, we've got extra people. Yeah. Um, We were just sitting here before starting kind of reflecting on how different this is from Mm -hmm. the first couple years (laughs) of recording. (laughs) Yes. Um, we've been easing into it, but today feels a little bit different for some reason. It's quite a bit different. Yeah. I think it has something to do with a large boom light over my head. Yeah. <laughs> it could be that, or it could be not one, but two cameras. That could be, yeah. And a videographer, right? Filmographer. Filmographer. Mm. Hi. Hi, Tyler. Tyler Wasson. <laughs> He's here. Jamie, you guys have been hearing us talk about her. We have a producer in here. She's running all the audio. Hi, Jamie. So it's just like a whole thing. And that just is exciting, but also feels so bizarre. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, as we set up today's episode, this is really kind of a, an introduction into the season um, and just exploring what this is going to look like and what changes we've been experiencing and what the podcast, are, the, what our vision is for 2022. Yeah. So in doing so, I thought it might be neat to kind of walk through our story of Notice That how, how that here. came to be and i don't know if we've ever really talked about that much on the podcast i think i don't know little. if yeah. i've actually ever heard this oh, story oh, okay. from start okay. to finish so i'm very excited <laughs> all right wow okay well you're gonna have a part in it i don't know if you know that but like what you do have a part <laughs> oh. that you, will be you happening came in. yeah you came in oh, eventually okay. cool okay. cool yeah. yeah so so i'll begin are we ready yeah a long long time ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah you definitely need to do this okay. A long, long time ago, before the idea of Beyond Healing was even an idea, even the glimmer of an idea, both Jen and I were doing our thing in private practice. Yeah. And I had a practice that was with a group of therapists called Beyond Studio. That was the origination. Um, I almost named... (laughs) can't believe I'm about to say this out loud. Do it. No place like a podcast. Yep. No place like just being real public. I almost named it uh, Hinterlands because that's me. <laughs> nice. I was talked out of it, though, for really obvious reasons. Although there's still a Unanimously? Part of me, or was there like... Very a... unanimous. Okay. I was really the only one that voted yes. But I, I like to imagine, Bridger, that if you had been there, you would have entertained it for a I'd while. Have, I'd have gone on board. Yeah, I know. Caleb just as well. Absolutely. Imagine... <laughs> Hinterlands Healing Center, Hinterlands Institute, I'm, all the things. There's you need the potential there. Triple alliteration with healing, uh, Hinterland Healing House. Oh, oh, 
Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. So that's coming in 2022. Hinterland no, Healing House. Stop. That's not No, I'm just kidding. That's not real. <laughs> not the point. Just a dream. So back to long, long time ago when I didn't name the thing Hinterlands because it was a terrible idea um, at that time. So we had a small practice and one of the other therapists and I got this wild idea that maybe we wanted to start a podcast. And at that point... It was literally me recording her and I sitting at a table on my cell phone. <laughs> and we would interview people and just talk about whatever we wanted to talk about. And my only express purpose for doing the podcast was I wanted to talk to other human beings that like to think about the same things that I like to think about. And there was no intention behind it ever becoming anything. And we called it Reconceive Podcast. I think it might be out there somewhere still. Yeah, I think um, it's fine like that's that's real. Yeah. And I'm terrified to know what I said back then because I was a completely different version of myself. That um, was in your year of yes. Do you remember the year, year of yes? A year of yes? I've never so heard that's, this story. That's part of the story. Mm-hmm. So um, at that point in my life, I was a very different human than I currently am. And I decided, this was the year after I had had my daughter, and as you guys all know, that experience was transformative to say the least, and I decided that I was going to practice a year of yes, which meant that whatever opportunity came my way, whatever invitation I received, I would say yes to it. Okay. <laughs> I Maybe recommend... changed much, I don't no, like. no, because now, <laughs> now I understand the brilliance of the universe in bringing opportunities and just saying yes. That... That doesn't mean saying yes to things that people ask you to do when it's just work that they want you to do. Mm. But I was clear in the intention of new opportunities, particularly around things that I'd never tried before. At this point, I've tried a lot. Um, (laughs) Because when you spend a year just saying yes to all opportunities, um, I went to a lot of interesting trainings. I had a lot of very interesting experiences, talked to interesting people. (laughs) Um, And the result of that is that I found myself in a car with Jen, my Toyota Prius, driving to Atlanta, Georgia. And that was never really supposed to happen that way. That was never we supposed to like happen that way. We had like four or five therapists. Yep. We were all going to go to That's this right. Andrea conference. That's right. And at like the last minute... Everybody bailed. Everyone backed out yep. on us. Yep. Mm. And at that point in my life, I was much more introverted and reserved, which I know might be hard to imagine, but it was real. And so I was totally going to back out, but here we find ourselves in the year of yes. So gotta go. So I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't back out and we're in the car for 10 hours. I remember thinking like, okay, what are some topic ideas? What are we going to talk about for 10 hours? We We plan like the same music. I know. I don't even know you. Right. We literally (laughs) barely barely knew knew each other. other. We we had a common friend. Yeah. One common friend. And, uh, we talked about that friend quite a bit yeah. <laughs> because that was one point of connection. Yeah. Um, and the fact that we are both therapists and the fact that we both did EMDR and happened to be going to an EMDR conference. Were you both, were you at all like doing trainings at this point? No, no. Oh, no. this wasn't even like the beginnings okay. of an idea. This okay. was, yeah. This so was, you were just trained in EMDR. We, I think we were working towards like we were doing some separately consultation work like yeah. separately and that's an interesting like working yes. towards certification we already certified we, we were both certified. already certified okay. and separately both of us happened to reach out to the same trainer lisa oh, yeah, sager yeah. in yeah. st louis yeah MDR and training that's center. right and i have a very clear memory of being on that phone call and her saying to me do you know jen savage i'm like yeah 
She's like, oh, well, she reached out to me the other day asking the exact same question that you're asking me. And it was like a random Google search. It was a random Google her. search. Me too. Me hmm. too. So like I said, year of yes, year of alignment, year of weird serendipity. I was just going to yes. say serendipity. So we find ourselves in my Toyota Prius with 10 hours to kill. And then the universe conspired again to create a tremendous bonding experience <laughs> because I got deathly ill. Like not even, you know, like, oh darn, I have to go back to the hotel. I was sitting in the front row of a conference session with one of my personal heroes, (laughs) Dr. Irene Siegel, and having like a moment of true hero worship as I'm listening to her speak about uh, being in the energetic field of your clients as you're doing EMDR. You can imagine how excited I was about that. And suddenly... A parasite that I had ingested from the night before visited itself upon me in a very extreme way. And I left that session on my hands and knees, crawling from the front row. <laughs> like, literally. literally. Are you in this session? No. No, no. I'm in a different one. And I get, I get a text message that says, help. I'm so sick. I can't get out. So here's what happened. Here's the context. So I have two options. <laughs> In the moment when I I felt like my guts were being ripped outside of my body. So I get on my hands and knees. And so now the people next to me are clearly wondering what, what is happening. Are you okay? Well, and they didn't do anything, which is fascinating and a whole nother conversation. But I had two options, left or right. If I went right, I would have to literally crawl down the middle aisle in front of about 150 people. That didn't seem appealing to me. <laughs> so I went left. And there was a door to the left. So I get to the door that's in this little like cut out alcove. So now I'm like hidden. I'm like, oh, thank God, right? The door's locked. <laughs> oh, no. So now I'm faced with, I'm going to have to crawl back in front of Dr. Irene Siegel. She's talking <laughs> and crawl back. back down the middle aisle. Like, that can't happen. I would rather die right here than face that reality. So as my last Hail Mary, I send Jen a text who's in a different session far away in the convention center oh, like it's far huge. away it was and i had huge. no idea where she was <laughs> i didn't so I'm like i'm coming where are you and i get to you yeah so like my text looking back was like super dramatic which when i'm ill i get really dramatic that's that's true you were really ill i, I was very ill no it was like a wheelchair situation actually oh, wow so i get wheeled out <laughs> i think I don't think they, so. I don't know how I left the building yeah. proper. I was in a dissociative fugue trying to not vomit. And so I get to the car and I spend the next like six hours. So your decision at that point was like, I'm like, let's get you home. Like, let's go back to the no, Oh, no, no, absolutely no. not. I think I just need to lean back and take a rest. Yeah. You go back to your session. I'm like, well, so let's go. Yeah, why are <laughs> no, we staying? No, I'm fine. I was at an Imdria conference. I didn't want to leave. I'm imagining that I'm going to get to come back after I go, like, take yeah. a take a nap. She's like, I think it'll pass. I just need to go. I come back to the car and it is not there. I was like, where? So here's the backstory. <laughs> yeah, here, here's the backstory. When you're very ill... And you're doing what happens when a parasite is happening in your body and you're in a parking garage and you have to open the door and throw up. Then you're sitting there thinking, well, I can't stay here. So I have to move the car so I'm not parked at the scene of the crime. So I had to do this and move the car about four times. And every time 
I'm thinking, Jen's never going to find me. Do I, go, do I go back to the original spot? I don't know. So I don't know exactly where I ended up, but I, I managed to park near an elevator and describe where I was. And so yeah. many hours later, she finds me and manages to drive home. And so I spend the next two days in the hotel room, like really ill. Oh. And I, after several weeks of <laughs> dealing with the aftermath of that, I discover that we really did eat somewhere and I got a terrible parasite and (laughs) struggled with it for months and I'm fine now, everyone, but I like to think that that was one of the strange experiences that bonded us. So by the time... (laughs) Nothing like a parasite. (laughs) Nothing like being deathly ill with somebody that you don't know to just sort of get over all of the initial weirdness of, hi, nice to meet you. We're friends now. It's like we're we're friends. (laughs) We have to be. Rescued me from a near-death experience. And uh, yeah, so that was the genesis of all of it. But it was actually the ride home. No, it, it the first start of it was the ride there because okay, we didn't turn okay. the radio on once. Like I remember we were like talking nonstop mm. and I was mm. like, oh my gosh, 10 hours right. later, we're there. Yeah. Like we never right. turned the radio on mm-hmm. and the idea came there and then the whole way home. I then we, like, that's right, because I drove and you took notes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do remember that. Which that scenario plays itself out still to this oh, day. Oh, so absolutely. Jen gets I talk in a and Jen takes notes. And like, just like <laughs> yeah. And makes it happen. Whatever. That's yep. true. Yeah. It's not just the Comes out with this yeah. whole vision of just uh, like, we're going to uh-huh. do this and then this and then this and then this. Just exactly yeah. how it So I think we've told this little snippet of the story because this is the bit that like stands out to me and forever will as far as like the moment that the whole thing was born. Um, and the moment that I knew like, hmm, we, we could work together. So I say to Jen, you know, we should do a podcast. And she said, I think that's a great idea. I said, just so you know, I don't say I'm going to do something and then not do it. She said, oh, good. Me either. (laughs) And it was about like that. It was a very Mm. like measured moment of sizing each other up, I think. At least that was my experience Mm of it. And realizing like, I think that you're as much of a workaholic as I am. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> and the rest really is history. Yep. We had it uh-huh. planned after that. Yeah. And we didn't stop. It took us, I think, three months to get the first few episodes going. And yep. we launched it. And really, I think for the first year and a half, did it just purely for the love of it, investing our own money. <laughs> Two notice that nerd questions that I've pretty much always had. Oh, okay. okay. And never asked. And never it's asked. It's my time. Richard. One. Were there alternate names that you were contemplating? Besides notice that? Yeah. Never. Nope. That was the name that just came out? No. Yeah, I think I it so came obvious. out of my mouth. I said, what do you think about this? And she said, yep. And I mean, then I, that is a deep cut EMDR like reference. Oh, I just yeah. love that. Oh, but well, I think it wasn't as much of a deep cut back then. Really? Because I mean, this has been some years. Like notice that was like standard. And I think what, that there... What do you mean deep cut? Well, yeah, just like that's like iconic to right. the mm-hmm. EMDR community, but yeah. it's not people that don't know EMDR don't understand why what notice that is. that is like a part of it. Yeah. I I think we thought we were being punny. I mean, it's it's a brilliant name, I think. Yeah. And Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and I think that there might have been a little bit of riffing on like EMDR inside joke humor and how yeah. we should yeah, all make sure. t-shirts at the conference and things like that because yeah um you know that's what you do because like you don't know what notice that means if you're not an EMDR that's therapist. the point that's exactly right. the point. and that's that's brilliant so mm-hmm. the second mm-hmm. question what did those first recordings actually look like and how did you start the process of like okay we're gonna do this thing 
how yeah. do we record a podcast? Like you already had experience with the phone. I did. I did. And I think I, my recollection of it is I came in with no plan and Jen had a very clear plan. Yes. And I realized, oh, this is how this is going to go. I'm going to show up and wing it and she's going to have all the notes. And that exactly. is never, Another it is never thing that stopped. plays itself out. <laughs> but it works. So don't fix it if it's working well. If it ain't yeah. broke. Exactly. It did. Yeah. That, that's exactly how it went. Because you have never done any podcast before. No. So no. when you said, like when she said that you came with your notes, like are you, do you have a season in mind already? Like, yeah. No, I had, I had, had listened to podcasts yeah. and knew, I mean, the, the standards. We need like the general intro, structure. We need an outro. What kind of things do we want to do? What would yeah. be like highlight pieces? Yeah. And so, See, I love mm. this story because to me, this is how a podcast gets started. Like yeah. some people think that you have to have the studio that we're in right now no. before you can start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And it literally starts on like a Our voice phone. recorder. Yes. Yeah. We got lucky though because my yeah. sister owns revel advertising i feel like revel is an integral part of this story so and so she had a like a little mini podcast studio yeah like you know mics chairs it felt Mm -hmm. crazy fancy at the time looking back oh we took pictures we do have we should post some of those early early pictures you're wearing leopard print and i have short hair and glasses and Red frame glasses. Red frame glasses. Yeah. And we thought we were real cool. And our photo shoot was in like their art in their waiting room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My cousin came to take naps. Were they still in the same nope. office? Where mm-hmm. were they at? Yeah. It was a different building downtown. Okay. Yeah. Still downtown though. Yeah. Okay. So they had that little room and she was like, yeah, you guys can use it. And I'm like, well, could we like pay rent or something? And she's like, no, just mm-hmm. come in whenever you want. So we would come in and do like two or three episodes So you on moved a up Saturday. from a phone to mm-hmm. a pretty like yeah we never did notice that on a phone no okay. we i i eventually studio. got like a little zoom recorder thing yeah yeah i remember it. um yeah yeah and those things yeah. are handy i know they are they're useful oh so some other fun tidbits um the uh, original notice that logo of the iris that was done on my ipad with my uh, very fancy brand new apple pencil which i was feeling real cool about nice um so design that on the fly on the ipad and then the other tidbit is the original intro and outro is my dad yeah <laughs> another like notice uh-huh. that nerd yeah notice like, that nerd trivia. trivia that's melissa's daddy that's right um that did that for us <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. we felt real cool about it because it felt so official yeah so official mm-hmm. the music Free yeah. download MP3. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And there were no ads back then because we had, we had nothing, nothing to advertise. To advertise. <laughs> right? Also, we weren't real clear if anybody was listening to us. Yeah, because well, we weren't doing weren't. trainings yet, right? <laughs> no. no, no trainings. We weren't right. doing anything. No. Yeah, and and really, we had just a few friends listening, mm-hmm. like colleagues and, your mom. and friends. Your yeah, mom oh my mom, huge fan. <laughs> probably the biggest for a while. Really. Yes. Yeah. I also remember screenshotting on my phone and sending the picture to Jen with lots of emojis of when we hit 100 downloads. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. That was a very big deal. And then when we hit, was it? When we hit 1,000, that was another moment of like, I don't even know what's happening. Yeah. I don't even know what we're up to now. <laughs> Me neither. For really? context, I used to check like every day. I haven't checked in months. I yeah. We it's it's hundreds it? of thousands now. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. Yeah. 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 It, it was uh, startling when it started to actually be a thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure that we really knew what to make of it. Of like, why are people listening to us <laughs> talk? We're having fun. Yeah. 
I think that's what makes a great podcast though, yeah. is when like the people that are doing it are talking about something that's relevant and they are clearly passionate mm-hmm. about it with each right. other. Mm-hmm. Like that's the makings of a great I podcast. Think we realized when we could sit in a car for 20 hours without radio, we had a lot to say. Right. And EMDR, it started out really just kind of all of our soapboxes. <laughs> like the first season, if you go back, are just our soapboxes. Yes. Of saying like, oh, hey, by the way, this is an issue. And mm-hmm. let's address that and talk mm-hmm. about that. And trying to figure out how do we support clinicians and bringing EMDR into their practice effectively and feeling yeah. like not so alone in it. Yeah. And then kind of challenging all of those constructs from a basic training that said like, that doesn't actually feel that helpful when you get into practice on it. Yeah. And I feel like that is the piece that keeps people coming back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That really is like the sense of community of other people like me and challenging those feelings that we're not presenting this mystical thing that says it's just magic every time. Right. Silver bullet. That really get into the, the why behind things. Yeah. And that is mm-hmm. the draw, it seems to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank so, you for answering those questions. Thanks yeah. for asking. Yeah. Bridger, let's let's transition into kind of when the you shift showed up on the scene. That happened in all of it when you came along. Yeah. Uh, so I would love, I mean, I have my experience of that, mm. but I would love to hear your story. And I can kind of add my piece well, in. My I, don't, I don't even know, like, when did you first listen to notice that? To be honest, I had not listened to it before yeah. I was on it. Yeah, you because, because I just scheduled just, an interview with yeah, you. Yeah, you just told me, hey, by the way, I do this podcast, and we'd love to have you on to talk about polyvagal theory. Yeah. Um, what was your reaction to that Sounds idea? awesome. Just cool. Well, let's do it. Okay. Well, at that point, you and I were sort of taking any opportunity we could find to go talk about PVT. We that's true. In a lot of different spaces. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to me, it just kind of fit in with the way, like, <laughs> things were happening at that mm-hmm. point. I don't know. Um, and, and I knew that I was I was really hoping to be able to work with Beyond um, as a clinician myself. And mm-hmm. I knew that there was like-minded individuals there who might be open to some of the ways that I've been thinking up to that point. Mm-hmm. And when I got the invitation to talk about polyvagal theory... Um, I, that was me kind of feeling like, I think there's going to be a future somewhere in this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was like what that would be, but I had just at that point, uh, confirmed that I was not moving away mm-hmm. for a doctoral program, that I was going to stay here and I needed a place to work. <laughs> and Melissa was like, oh, well you should totally like just stay and we should just figure this out. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to Jen and Ryan. <laughs> And we'll get it all sorted out. Uh-huh. Um, Which, by the way, I don't know that I've ever publicly said thank you to both of you for trusting me <laughs> so implicitly because, number one, you trusted me when I said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a job when I didn't have a job to give you. Right. That wasn't real. I made that up. Yep. Um, and then for them, <laughs> when I went and said, we should hire this person full time that you don't know and somehow find a job to give him. Yeah. So thank you to both of you for taking that elaborate risk with me. (laughs) So yeah, Jen, when I showed up to that podcast on Zoom, um, this was during COVID. Yeah, we were under tight lockdown. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah. And so we were on Zoom. Um, When I got into that room, I think that was the first time I met you. I had met you at the training, the MDR training. Like I'd seen you. I don't know if we formally met, but. No, I don't think we did. But yeah, so you knew my face, I knew your face, and I knew who you were just through Melissa. But yeah, I was just there to talk about PVT. 
Yeah. And EMDR had been trained um, a year before that. Mm-hmm. And so. You had, was did you attend the first training that we were? I know we mm-hmm. were training to become trainers, and I think it was our first one. Yeah. Yeah. It, that was our at. first one in Springfield. I think we had done, well, yeah, it was our first one to present at because that was the one where I tripped I over myself and like yanked the computer off the thing. And then I, there was the one day where I forgot to wear a bra to the training. It was at training. Like, I remember that was real. <laughs> picking up on like the, you guys were being shadowed yeah. on how to do it. Um, there were so many quirks from that training that I was like, that's interesting. What's, what's, <laughs> dynamic there. I what's happening? I'm looking over at Lisa. <laughs> was like, this is interesting. Uh-huh. This is like a whole like dinner and a show <laughs> underneath the yeah, there, training there content, was, yeah, which I asked about neurobiology. And you asked about attachment. I did yeah, ask about attachment, attachment and neurobiology. neurobiology. I remember that. And I remember I thinking remember. right in that moment, you little shit, you're totally <laughs> testing her right now. <laughs> is that what you were doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Don't deny it. Puff it up your feathers a little. Because I knew you were asking a question that you already knew the answer to. Like if she, if she had said, you can stand it for 20 minutes now and give a, a mini lecture on that we'll question see, that you just on, asked. Hold on. I have to, we have to dispel some, <laughs> some allusions to arrogance in this moment. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, because to me, honestly, this is how I feel about this. So um, I've gone so many years being the only one that thinks about some of these things. Like mm-hmm. people just are not interested, it seems, in my educational history. And so there are like these like covert ways of like, are you Checking. the mm-hmm. same Absolutely. as me? Yep. Yeah. Because if you know to talk about this person right now, this author, we're on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. And so I have things like that all the time. I learned that like early on in like late high school to mm-hmm. talk that mm-hmm. way. Like, if you knew about this obscure reference, we're going to be good friends. Right, mm. right. And so when I ask about that, it's not like a, I need to know if you know this, because if you don't, I'm not going to listen to you. It's like a, are we kind of from the same cloth? Right. Like, do you care about the same things that I do? And I guess it's kind of like a romantic idea of we've been on the same journey hmm. and well, not known it. And I think there's a little bit in you, and this is an assumption, so you should clarify it of is it safe to be fully me and like really unleash yeah. yeah and and i don't want to do that right. without knowing and so that mm-hmm. and she, she is it safe to be full question. nerd right now yeah, yeah, yeah. yes yes uh-huh. yeah and i kept it yeah i kept uh-huh. it back so uh-huh. yeah. it was very visibly obvious and well, i didn't know I was getting in fact you did you exactly knew. that with your hands by the yeah. way you just tucked it in <laughs> yeah well you know uh-huh. but yeah so what's your experience of that time of our lives. Yeah, I I think about the Zoom. One, I think about how terrible the quality of that episode <laughs> really is. But it, the content was amazing. In fact, it's one of our like most highly listened to episodes, mm-hmm. and it was really good. Um, and then I remember coming out of that, we scheduled a time to talk, just the three of us, about other ideas. And you and I were working to become trainers then, mm-hmm. and we had listed out trainings that we wanted to create like advanced trainings we wanted to do and so I remember on that call you were like so what what are you guys thinking with trainings and you started like being really curious and asking these questions I was like okay that's interesting because at this point I didn't know you'd offered him a job already (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) 
Yeah, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had told you, don't say anything yet. Let me yeah. let me work on this you for did a minute. That's what all those questions kinks. were okay. then, because yeah. you were like feeling it out. And I, I was interviewing you. Interesting. Yeah, this is really, really That's curious. Right. And the two trainings that I had in my mind that I wanted to do that we'd kind of talked about divvying up was uh, creative resourcing mm-hmm. and case conceptualization. Yeah. Did I know what that meant compared to what I know now? No. no. But I used those words. Yeah. And I remember you like, like your reaction was like, wait, 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 wait. What, like, what do you mean by that? And I was like, I don't really know what I mean by that. <laughs> All I know but is But we know that it's important, okay? It's important and like nobody knows how to do it. And yeah. I remember um, case conceptualization feeling really important, like EMDR case conceptualization mm-hmm. and how we learn it at trainings. And like, if you can get this part right, everything else can it bond. It just yes. unlocks everything yeah but feeling like there was no other trainings about it out Mm -hmm. there and we learn it in basic training like super fast in a short period of time and i remember in certification consultation i would spend so much time on that section Mm -hmm. and like really working to develop clinicians in that and so i had no idea what i what it meant to like build a training in that right but i remember like your reaction i was like that was like that was interesting. Why you, did he start asking you did one of the things? Questions. Like you did one of the things that I look for. You said a word mm-hmm. that to me was just like, oh. And then yeah, then she you could were like, be a, open up. Well, what she do you could mean be about one. That? <laughs> you should ask a question. Like that's yeah. honestly like that. Like my internal experience of that moment is you said a word that was a clue. Mm-hmm. Like it was a code word. It makes so much more sense now. Yes. <laughs> it was a code word that like when you're in the club, you say this code word uh-huh. in a group of people. And if anybody in there perks up, they're also in the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is how mm-hmm. it felt. Well, I'm so glad I made it into the club. Whatever no, that club no. is. No, but really. <laughs> that's not you. In You're already in the club. <laughs> that, that's my own it. stuff showing up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just let that go. <laughs> but I noticed, Jen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, and then it feel like it's just like a blur after that. I don't really. Well, I never know. got off the podcast after. No, that. in fact, we never <laughs> introduced you. Yeah. No, we forgot to introduce you. No, as we a host. did. Oh, this no, is no, what no, people. No, we can skip this part. No, this is skip, this is important skip. to me. This is a process. Everybody, fast forward thirty seconds. No, look, I just no. I, I told them about throwing up for hours, okay. so yeah. you get to own this bit. We did a Who Is Bridger? That's true. Episode. We did. On and an it was SD long. card. It so was. It was like sad. an hour and 10 it minutes long. Good. It was. And that SD card disappeared. Got lost in the abyss and it was of Jen's all purse. My Jen, don't take ownership of this, okay? We don't Bridger. know. There's it so many ways that it could have been lost. lost it was in, in my possession, <laughs> and now it's not. <laughs> But to, it to had... be fair, I have lost episodes as well. Yeah. Like it was a That's thing. True. It just happened to be particularly problematic because <laughs> then there was this new host. <laughs> and then suddenly there's a host and you and you were like on episodes that we had already recorded and then it's this awkward thing. Well, it's like, well, do we go back and try to recreate that or do we just keep going and hope that nobody notices that, that suddenly there's the a boy That's on the podcast what with we us? Chose. <laughs> yeah. That's the strategy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. people got upset. A little. Yeah. It changed uh, the dynamic. I think like a person got upset no, multiple and then, people and then we felt like a lot of people were upset that's probably true yeah definitely less people <laughs> got upset than i felt well that's definitely true but i think more people were in support of the change than against the change <laughs> not that we really asked anybody i mean we didn't know but check. they told us well that's true and thank you for telling Someone. us <laughs> jen come on <laughs> but yeah. I think I think that part of the reason why we opened up to the idea of you joining because you know we didn't have to do that 
was we were beginning to feel that based on what we were experiencing with notice that, that maybe even more was possible Yeah, and kind of feeling this desire of, uh, providing a space and a place and a way of working that would support even more therapists because that was the part of the work that like was feeling so, uh, rejuvenating to both Mm. of us and satisfying and, enlivening was being able to interact with other therapists and um yeah like have a community of people that were interacting in this same way and you came along and I think at least for me what felt like the fit was oh here's somebody that articulates the neuroscience and the research of what Jen and I have been intuitively embodying for years yeah um because like while it was totally in us and we were practicing that way and we're good at articulating the what we were doing we both had a lot of fascination and interest in the why as well Mm. and you came along with some of those pieces of the puzzle and articulation of uh, pieces that we didn't have um, that I felt like kind of rounded things out in a way that in a direction that we wanted to go yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I agree and I I kind of wonder if that if you had never come in would we have just run out of topic ideas no i don't think so but i'm not sure what we would have ended up doing with ourselves because this wouldn't have happened that's for sure well yeah i mean honestly if the three of us hadn't got together the way that we did um we would all be in very different places very different yeah not Mm -hmm. here with all of this no we wouldn't have a boom light <laughs> we wouldn't have Tyler. We, we might have gotten a bit maybe eventually. I doubt no, it we wouldn't. I don't even know if that's what that thing's called. It's just what is I'm that what it's it. called? Is it called a boom light? What's it called? Okay. So I can. Well. The light is boomed. Oh, okay. okay. I'm gonna say that. Yeah. 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 We have Technical a light language. that's boomed. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. So I, I'm just kind of like orienting back to real time right now. I think oh. we just got lost in a pretty like selfish discussion. Hopefully everyone will enjoy it. Oh. But that was really fun. That was. How long We've has it been? We've never done that. <laughs> that was like personally satisfying. Yeah. I liked it to, a lot. To reflect. That was the first bullet point on our outline. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and we yeah, have yeah. a whole board worth of uh, bullet points there <laughs> it's okay the rest can go pretty quick <laughs> it's not nearly as important well okay okay so i do i do want to make a comment on something that i've been thinking about a lot i have been super curious about the listeners experience of how much we reflect on what it has been like for us personally to end up where we are um and i am curious about how they make sense of why we talk about that so much and so I would love to answer that question. And then I am super curious about how you guys would answer that question. So here's my answer to that question. Why do we talk so much about that? Why do I want to talk about how weird it is to have a light that's boomed over my head? A light like that's what boomed. It, yes, nice. I know. Nice I integrated learning. it. Mm-hmm. Learning, Tyler. Um, learning. Like, why does it feel, <laughs> why am I compelled <laughs> to keep speaking in that way? And I think part of what you guys are witnessing is the in real time attempt to integrate a reality that feels so surreal and fast and um yeah like how the beep did we get here now because it was like a minute ago in my body it was a minute ago that i was you know 
a lone therapist in my office over there, you know, across the street, mm-hmm. just doing my thing with no idea, no, you know, even glimmers of an idea about any of this. And uh, so while I hope that we make it look effortless on the outside, <laughs> um, behind the scenes, this scrambling in my system to make sense of this whirlwind of experience that has happened. And there's also like that doesn't even include the personal life transformation that has happened. I mean, you know, just to speak explicitly, some people may have noticed that my name changed in the last year. So I've gone through, you know, becoming a mother, getting divorced, repartnering, starting a PhD program while all of this (laughs) was happening. And, and there's just this insane amount of, uh, wanting to check my position on the map a lot and uh, trying to integrate this into reality. So in true Melissa fashion, I'm about to do something. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, I okay. <laughs> so the year that started this all was the year of yes. Yes. Okay. So I am going to proclaim 2022, not a year of yes. Don't worry. Year of no, maybe? <laughs> no, not the year of no. Okay. Something, something totally different. Maybe. A year yeah. of question mark? No. Um, I am making a personal intention and I would like it to translate into a company intention, but I'm not the only one that gets to say so on that, um, to be a year of rootedness because I feel like the hustle and the sprint that everybody has witnessed in us over the last couple of years has been all about growing out and growing up and, you know, putting leaves on our beautiful tree here at beyond and, I am craving and desiring a feeling of rootedness and like going deep. Not that we won't be doing new things, but the new things that we're saying yes to are a way of deepening what we have already begun. Um, That is what I want to say yes to and kind of uh, am looking for as we begin this new year. And this is my version of uh, setting, what do they call those for the new year? Resolutions? I don't do resolutions. I do this. Um, like my intention for the year. And uh, so that is my intention for 22 is uh, just roots. I need them. I need them real bad. I need to get them deep because I've got to make sense of where I find myself. (laughs) I feel like that really is, as we think about how this next season is going to play out, Mm -hmm. that is in direct alignment with what we're doing at the podcast. Yeah. I still think we're going to be running hard sometimes and there's going to be a lot of things happening, mm-hmm. but we're looking at how do we continue to strengthen what we already have mm-hmm. yeah. and we're putting a huge effort into ways of strengthening the podcast and how, how many people we can reach and how we go about doing that. And I think that kind of transitions us nicely into talking about what some of those changes are. Mm-hmm. And I love the visual, Melissa, of just like, really broadening the roots and Mm -hmm. continuing to like nurture those and I think in turn more limbs and leaves are going to grow from that yeah right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that Mm -hmm. okay so where do we start with the changes I mean I think how are we setting those roots already (laughs) that's true Mm -hmm. well I think one of the biggest broad changes and I can't really remember if we talked about it on that episode closing I think we did last year but beyond healing media yeah is a thing and um, we're really moving into building beyond healing media with all of our podcasts to have this really nice cohesive um, nature about it Mm -hmm. with all of our podcasts and with all of our videos and I think that that really to me came out of this place of if you are really looking for resources 
from the world of psychotherapy that are media based, Mm -hmm. you're going to be wading through quite a bit of material that isn't great quality that has, you know, technical issues. It's hard to hear, or it's just like not, not a lot of creativity is put into it in my experience of it. And so to me, beyond healing media being our way of making sure that we're being intentional with what we're creating at every Mm -hmm. turn. So whether it just be audio or now audio video, um, community events that are also supported by Beyond Healing Media, that that yeah. has within it uh, intentionality and like true humanness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I think having a structure like Beyond Healing Media and a brand to go behind that is going to influence so many aspects of this podcast as, as well as the many other things we're doing with it. But you're going to hear a lot of things change. Like we're going to have new intro and outro. You probably already heard it on this episode. It won't be your dad (laughs) anymore. Then we're going to do advertisements differently. All original music. Yes. Yeah. Bridger. There's a guitar over there. Bridger and Caleb Mm -hmm. wrote it themselves. That's right. Yes. And so those little pieces you're going to notice are shifting. Hopefully just really improves the quality of what you're listening to. Our video, sound, the setup, the, you know, all of those things to present a cohesive brand of Beyond Healing Media. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's one. That's one. <laughs> one change. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'll talk about, yeah, I want to talk about YouTube because yeah. I'm okay, super great. excited about this. Yes. So we've, I think, mentioned it a mm-hmm. few different times that we're starting a YouTube channel that will be Beyond Healing Media uh, YouTube channel. And under that, we'll be able to have lots of different sort of sub channels that um, will basically give a watch list for different uh, themes that you guys might be interested, topics that you're interested in. And um, one of the few new little sprigs that I'm going to focus on in the new year is uh, a portion of that channel um, that I am thrilled to be able to do simply because there's certain aspects of the work that we do that don't translate well uh, through voice and through audio because it is embodied work and it's very hard to describe with language all of the nuances and the subtleties of what um, that kind of way of working Mm. looks like. So we're going to be able to actually show you (laughs) um, and have cameras on our bodies while some of these things are happening so that you guys can actually see what we mean when we're trying to uh, describe these things that we've been describing. And so there will be a a sub channel um, on YouTube called Soma Psyche, which is all about um, the embodied practice and the somatic practices that uh, we use here at Beyond Healing. Um, and so I'm like super thrilled that yeah. that's going to be a thing. So yeah, it'll have Soma Psyche on there and then it'll also have a distinct playlist for all of the podcasts that we mm-hmm. have because we're video and audio recording all of our podcasts. So you can see us as we talk about these things. And I think that that, uh, one is just intended to also help you feel like you're a part of this because yeah. you are, mm-hmm. as you're listening to this. And uh, giving you more of the kind of stimuli (laughs) that are here as we're talking. And you can see how we're talking and moving and relating to each other and um, just enjoying our space and time together. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll be be really great. And we'll have uh, specific playlists that are kind of intended to help uh, organize some of our discussions um, where we'll kind of release smaller bits of the podcasts that are specific to uh, concepts that uh, might be something you just want to listen to in like a more succinct fashion as opposed to listening to an entire episode, but it'll have all kinds of diversity of options for you uh, as, as a viewer and as a part of the community yeah. virtually. 
Yeah. YouTube is going to, I just like, it's going to change so much and enhance yeah. what we've been doing in a really big way, in a way we don't even realize yet. Yeah. Mm. So many feel. more opportunities, you know, come available in the way of actually being able to demonstrate yeah. a lot of the things that we've Absolutely. been talking about, yeah. not just verbally talking through it, but setting up all kinds of situations. Mm -hmm. Well, and one of the cool things is we'll be able to, uh, involve a lot of our other clinicians mm -hmm. um you know because one of the things that i think has happened is there's sort of this feeling of like it's the three of us and sometimes caleb and that's not <laughs> at all real <laughs> yeah uh, like we have so many beautiful people that are working with us now that have their own little niche and their own little medicine that they're bringing to this work um and so there will be more opportunity to really showcase the the skills that they have and um yeah just be able to be in community in a very visual way as well mm -hmm. yeah so another thing that's coming almost as exciting as youtube is um our transition to a an online platform so mm -hmm. we're kind of conceptualizing it like we've bought another building an entire campus but it's yeah a <laughs> campus it's a virtual right. campus yes. but we don't have to furnish it this time so nope. that's helpful Sad. sorry well we kind of do we have designers that <laughs> that's are true. really that's furnishing true. look it doesn't mean that's a trip true. to ikea though no so. which was so fun <laughs> it really was but Nebraska this, Furniture Mart. Yes. The amount of people I've told about, about Nebraska, Nebraska Furniture Mart, Mart. We're basically a commercial. And Honestly. now we're literally doing a commercial well, for Nebraska Furniture Mart right we now. We chose it. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> it was great. We chose it. Yeah. But on this uh, virtual campus that we're going to have, there will be something called Beyond Healing community mm -hmm. and we talk so much about wanting to build community and we get to now create a virtual place for that mm -hmm. and so this is going to continue to unfold with a lot of platforms of trainings resources you know all different things that you can listen to and do there but the beyond healing community specifically is going to be a place where you can get in and chat with and have discussion boards mm -hmm. and um, video q a's with us as the hosts, um, with other clinicians we have on our team, with each other. And so mm -hmm. just really creating like here is a place that we can all like gather and meet up mm -hmm. and just have conversation and yeah. engage with each other and support one another. We get to share those times that we're really struggling or in sessions or those successes that we have, questions. So I am so excited about this one and there will be you know, a chat specific to EMDR therapy, um, certification, all different chats that you can join and be a part of all of them. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be very cool. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So a section that we're going to add in this season, which I think we're all really excited. Yeah. Pumped. Um, we're going to do a little subsection of the, uh, episodes called fly on the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, and part of this comes out of, uh, feedback that we get a lot of, which is, uh, particularly new clinicians, but I think all clinicians sort of have this tremendous interest in craving, um, to be able to be a fly on the wall in other people's sessions yeah. and like get in there and see like, what do you do? <laughs> like, how do you do it? Yeah. But like, what, what does do it actually say? sound like? How right? close are you to the person? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, what tone of voice are you using? How much eye contact do you make? Like the, literally the details of it. Um, so part of what we're wanting to do is bring in, um, some really, um, detailed and explicit conversation around that. Yeah. And the way that we've decided to do that is with this fly on the wall segment and we're each going to choose a case of our own um, that we have permission from the client to talk about in a general way, still protecting privacy. 
but be able to share um, some of the general details of the case, but really talking about our experience of being the therapist in that situation um, and reflecting together on what it feels like to us to work with that person, the challenges that we're encountering, the barriers that we're running into, how we're overcoming those together, um, and really kind of welcome all the listeners in to our sessions in some ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's going to be a lot of fun, hopefully for the listeners, but even personally. Yeah. I'm super excited to get to share about a case and just hear thoughts and feedback and, and get to, you know, share different pieces of that. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the overall vision for this coming season is to focus in on special populations and special protocols. Mm-hmm. And we've done some of that in past seasons, but we've had just an amazing opportunity of interviews. Like people have been reaching out about doing interviews and it kind of sparked this interest of what if we just dive into a special focus on certain populations and what modifications we make Mm -hmm. to standard protocol? How do we, you know, utilize these advanced protocols or special protocols to meet our clients? And so I think the main mission in this next season is to look at how the importance of standard protocol um, sometimes have to be adapted and modified <laughs> to really reach the clients that we're serving. Yeah. And how do we do that while still maintaining fidelity? Yes. Yeah. Still sticking to the constructs of EMDR, but also be able to expand and reshape that to work with our clients. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's what this season will be, and it'll take us into the summer. Mm-hmm. We already have some interviews planned. We've got um, one coming up on polyvagal theory and children, mm-hmm. an adventure-based yeah, so a somatic and uh, wilderness uh, specialist. Her name is uh, Katie Asmus out of uh, Colorado. Uh, she runs the Somatic and Wilderness Institute out there. And so um, we'll be able to talk mm. about the way that she utilizes EMDR. We have um, another one, um, a practitioner named Mary Horn, um, that actually did certification with us, but she is also a yoga therapist and actually mm. utilizes um, a lot of yoga and movement with EMDR, yeah. which I think is really cool. And very I'm cool. very curious to like listen to her talk about that and learn from her about how she incorporates the two. I've, she's done uh, like little demonstrations and I'm going to record this one uh, via Zoom, but I will also make sure that the video is available so that you guys can see the demonstrations and the way that she uses her body and movement uh, in session with clients because it's very illuminating. So, uh, but yeah, we've got lots of fun interviews planned and more. If you guys as listeners know anybody that you want us to interview that you think might be willing to do that send us names i think um a lot of the names came from people reaching out and saying hey have you thought about this person or yeah, that's super um, helpful interview me i'm interesting that's yeah. happened too and mm-hmm. they're right <laughs> um and so yeah definitely send us names and ideas i'm going after ariel schwartz coming Come on. for you yep <laughs> yep i've heard you're a fan so uh <laughs> i want to interview you um but yeah we're gonna try to get some uh diverse perspectives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so that's to come for the season and just to kind of put out there as a way to set intentions as you were talking about mm-hmm. our desires for this coming season and really the year of 2022 as a whole is to continue to expand our roots and to expand our reach or um, like not even just the number of people but the states that we're reaching the countries that mm-hmm. we're reaching mm-hmm. and continue to expand that and just offer support to more therapists yeah. more clinicians and I think about like our relationships um, internationally where EMDR is not as well known. Mm-hmm. Like I think about Emily Knott. Yeah. Like 
in South, South Africa, Africa yeah. the population of therapists that are trained in EMDR reportedly like don't really use it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that to me is indicative of a systemic lack of community and a lack of resources mm-hmm. for that community, mm-hmm. which is for us like what we're really trying to do. It's basically our mission and vision yeah. to fix that issue. Exactly. Yeah. And so this podcast hopefully is a beacon in that way to communities all across the world mm-hmm. that are using EMDR and, uh, you know, either having success with it or struggle with it or both, mm-hmm. um, who can benefit from not just listening to the material, but also connecting with the community that is yeah. behind the material. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me is just so, uh, so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that piece of connection is really, you know, like broadening the roots, but the second mission is just to continue to create connection between us and our audience. So you had mentioned that earlier, that feeling of connection, but then between like listener and listener, building (laughs) connection there. Like we, we have gotten some, you know, listener from South Africa partnered with a listener from Scotland and they're talking now and like just continuing to bring community and connection to people regardless of your location or where you're practicing, but you have a similar interest, um, similar heart and desire behind the work that we do and just the platform where we can do that. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. notice that can really like lead the, lead the, you know, that direction. Yeah. 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 One of the fun and exciting ways that we want to do that to really create community is to invite you guys here. <laughs> and we mean that very literally. Um, We're going to be looking at doing some immersion retreats for therapists specifically where small groups of therapists can come and we can take care of you for a few days um, and really give you a space to connect with each other, with us, and uh, be kind of reinvigorated around your work. Mm. Um, I think, you know, everybody is used to me talking about burnout and I think part of why I talk about it so much is that I think it is sort of the wolf nipping at our heels all the time um, as people that do a lot of trauma work Um, and so paying attention to it and if you're feeling that sensation in your body of oh boy (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm I'm beginning to see uh, the little bit of evidence of burnout Um, really consider and take that seriously. And one of the ways that we want to support that is by bringing you here and just let us take care of you for a few days. Mm. Um, And we'll throw in a little, you know, like learning and stuff that, you know, is useful. But more than anything, it's about um, having a space and a place uh, where you can recharge and be with a group of people that are like-minded and are not going to be weirded out if you need to talk about the complexities of being a trauma therapist and are going to get it. Um, Or wanting to practice energy healing in your work. or wanting to do whatever it is um yeah and uh, so we're looking at ways of creating experiences for you guys that'll be all around that uh, reinvigoration around this work of being an emdr therapist and working with trauma day in and day out because we know the the toll that it takes Hmm. um and it's worth it and we all know that but we also want to pay attention to that and provide ways for you guys to be cared for in the midst of living this lifestyle (laughs) so lots of exciting things Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that a was lot. a lot. Yeah, it was. Thank you for going a on a retrospective journey. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. All right. We hope that you have enjoyed this podcast episode and that it will help you help your clients in the process of EMDR therapy. If you are curious to learn more about something that you've heard today, 
check out our website at www.beyondhealingcenter.com and go to the trainings tab for more information on our upcoming EMDR and case conceptualization trainings. You can also contact us by emailing trainings at beyondhealingcenter.com. If you want to stay connected, please subscribe to this podcast for more episodes, leave us a review, and follow us on social media by searching Notice That Podcast. This podcast is a project of Beyond Healing Media, a media creation group committed to creativity, community, and embracing the beauty of being human. If you like this podcast, you might also like the other podcasts of Beyond Healing Media. Beyond Trauma is an educational podcast on the journey of trauma therapy and what it means to be humans who have been hurt but are learning to recover and grow, living the life we all want of safety and connection. The Burnout Educator is an interview-style podcast that invites stories from people across the spectrum of the educational system and seeks to see the human inside the role they play. It is our desire that you see parts of your story and those around you in the stories you hear. The Evidence-Based Therapist is an educational podcast where we read so you don't have to. On this podcast, we discuss seminal, recent, and relevant research on psychotherapeutics and the embodied relational sciences. How do we know what is evidence-based and how do we use it in our practice? You'll find out on the EBT podcast.